What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Games Are Fun. Games Are Fun is a weekly video game podcast where I, your host, Luke Armstrong, talk about video game news stories and highlights from the past week. I share video game news stories from the video game industry, and I also give you my thoughts and opinions on all the games. Welcome to the show. This week, we're talking news. We're talking about the Uncharted fan film that was released yesterday. Super freaking pumped about that so i'm going to talk about that no man's sky is there's new details around its next update and when i say next update i literally mean the update is called no man's sky next so i'm going to be talking about all the details around that it looks it's a huge update that's coming and it's coming the same day that this game is releasing on xbox one july 24th And then I'm going to finish off the show with a cool article that I found uh, about game developer Remedy and who owns the IPs for Alan Wake and Quantum Break, two games that they're known for, two very critically acclaimed games. Um, So I'm going to be talking about that article at the end of the show. If you like what you hear, you know what to do. If you've been here before, you need to email me your thoughts, comments, feedback, questions, hate mail to the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. You can also head over to Facebook. So just search Games Are Fun, all one word on Facebook. You can find my Facebook page. You'll see the logo. Go give me a like over there. And also head over to Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, where I post my video game collection. That's Games Are Fun Podcast on Instagram. So you can go over there as well. I just want to say one more housekeeping thing. I know you guys are like, you know what I hate? And I'm I'm extending it even more. But when you listen to a podcast and they take the first, you know, five minutes to go over all the housekeeping stuff, like just get to the content, man. Well, I got to do this. I got to I gotta get this stuff out there so that we can get on with the show. Um, last week's episode was very interactive with you guys. You guys sent in your top three video games of all time. And I love doing that episode. Clearly, I sat here at my desk for a full hour and talked to myself. I I felt like I was talking to you guys because you sent in your mail. And I just want to say, continue that. If you have thoughts on anything, it doesn't need to be on something that I've talked about on an episode. It could just be gaming related. If you have, let's say, comments on... You know, the new Fortnite season that just came out. That's obviously a hot topic. You know, send me your thoughts on that. Maybe ask me some questions on what I think of certain things. I'm pretty well rehearsed in what's going on in the video game industry. And so even if I've never directly played something, I probably have some pretty good knowledge on all the details surrounding it. So please continue to do that. Send me whatever messages you want, emails on Facebook, you know, direct message me on instagram as well whatever you want to do it just do it uh if you could this is me you know i don't know am i begging hard enough here like let's go with it um so with that all being said there we got everything cleaned the house is cleaned let's get into today's show so yesterday monday today's tuesday the day of the this recording they released a they being Nathan Fillion and Alan Ungar, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, released a Uncharted fan film. Obviously, it stars Nathan, <clears throat> excuse me, Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. 
the perfect casting in my eyes and in a lot of people's eyes. He plays Nathan Drake in this fan film. It's about a 14-minute short film. Uh, they give a disclosure at the beginning of the film saying that it is a fan film strictly. It is not being monetized in any way. It has not uh, been approved by Sony. Or, well, it's not... Oh, the Uncharted name is owned by Sony and Naughty Dog and they're no way affiliated with Sony. So it's not a Sony property. Um, it's just a fan film using the characters from the Uncharted series. And so this 14-minute film was awesome. I watched it and had a big smile on my face while watching because I'm a big Uncharted fan. I actually didn't play Uncharted until I got my PS4. I got the Nathan Drake collection, play through 1, 2, 3, and 4 over the course of a couple years. Number 2 and number 4 are by far... By far... <laughs> I sound like I'm out... I'm an Eastern Canadian... Uh, you know, Uncharted 4 and 2 are by far my favorite games. Um, they are... I can't, I'm sorry, I just can't get over it. I got, let's regroup here. Those are my favorite in the series. Um, they're phenomenal games. If you own a PS4 and you're not familiar with Uncharted, I, again, ask you, what are you doing with your life? Um it's uh, uncharted is a great adventure um adventure series adventure action series that i'm really a big fan of obviously and i there's been rumblings and not just rumblings sony has actually reported that they have are in development stages of an uncharted film a couple years ago i don't know how many years ago uh mark Wahlberg, marky mark was actually casted as nathan drake and i think that fell apart and then last year they announced that tom holland who is known for playing Spider-Man, was going to be Nathan Drake, a young Nathan Drake, kind of a prequel story to uh, the Uncharted games, I guess. And that was cool and all, but Nathan Fillion, just literally Google, Nathan Fillion looks like Nathan Drake. And you'll get all these side-by-side -side comparisons and not only does he look like him, I think he just, the way he acts and the characters he plays um, really would mesh with Nathan Drake's character. Obviously, Nathan Drake is very charismatic. He's very colorful. He's very sarcastic. Um, think of Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool and how that's just a perfect match. You can't really see anyone else besides Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. I, that's how a lot of people, they if they say there's going to be an Uncharted movie, it's got to be Nathan Fillion. And so our dreams came true yesterday with this little fan film. And oh, you got a lot of people wondering is, is this could, you know, there's no doubt that Sony and Naughty Dog, well, it's, it's going to be Sony Pictures that has the rights to this film. And they're going to be taking a look at this little fan film and saying, you know, there could be something here. It's growing in views. You know, if they did it right, this could be really cool. Like, it's hard to say, right? Because Uncharted, it's a little cheesy, it's corny, it's cliche in a lot of ways, but that's what it is, and a lot of people like that. Now, I don't know if a, the mass general public are going to be as receptive to that as, you know, the, the core video game players, but I think if they did so in a way, I think they'd really like it. Um, so, if you haven't watched it already, go give it a watch. It's totally worth it. If you are an Uncharted fan, you need to watch it. If you are a video game fan, you need to watch it. And, you know, if you're just 
curious about seeing cool little fan-made films, you need to go watch it. It's, it's, it's a cool project that was done, and I'm really hopeful that maybe we'll see more stuff like this in the future. Um, one can just, you know, cross his fingers and hope. So that was really cool. That was the big story this past week, just really recent, obviously, yesterday, that I just had to talk about because I, I watched it, and it just, it was so awesome. It was so good. And I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to talk about what happened in it. It's 14 minutes long. Go give it a watch. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Now, on to the next story, No Man's Sky. New details around its update, No Man's Sky, next. So it's being released the same time as uh, the release date for Xbox One. So if you are not familiar with No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky is kind of an action-adventure game that is set in an open universe setting. So there are different planets that you can go to. You basically, your main objective is to survive. So there's some combat elements, but it's mostly, you know, mining and gathering of resources, building bases, building ships. Um, it's really, really cool concept. But what's really cool is that the planets are procedurally generated. So there's like, um, here, let me just pull up the official number if I have it here. 18 quintillion planets. That's how many this universe can hold because they're procedurally generated. So think of like Minecraft. Every time you create a new world in Minecraft, it's procedurally generated. I don't need to explain this to everybody who you might understand it, but basically it runs an algorithm that basically creates the environment so that no environment is identical. This is what happens in No Man's Sky. It procedurally generates a planet so it has its own ecosystem its own environment its own atmosphere its own you know uh, landscape it has its own trees plants animals and all that kind of stuff and so it's really you know uh quite a what's the word i'm looking for to it's just a, a really expansive game the concept of it you know you have to praise the game for wanting to achieve these things now you're all thinking especially if you haven't heard of no man's sky well where's the butt in this because you're making it sound so great but what was it that you know you can you can tell by the way i'm talking about it that there was a butt a big butt but the issue was when it was released it was not exactly what was promised Throughout the whole development of the game and when it was announced and leading PR events that happened leading up to its release, there was certain elements that were promised in the game. You know, expansive multiplayer, they showed these planets being just all very different and being colorful with lots of different atmospheres and landscapes, but that's not what the game gave. It was buggy, the gameplay was super repetitive, all the planets were gray, not literally gray. I mean, gray as in like um, not a lot to do. They didn't, they weren't very lively. It just, it, it wasn't very great. And I actually rented this game from the library because I waited to hear what this game, because I was like, no, this is pretty ambitious. I don't know, especially a couple of weeks leading up to the release, there was rumors that it wasn't what it, what it was actually all cracked up to be. And so... 
I decided, well, let's wait on it. And I did, rented it, and yeah, I was not super drawn in by it. But since then, the game has received some updates. Um, they've added a lot more content since then. But this update is a big one that a lot of people are, you know, really looking forward to because it fixes a lot of things that were, you know, supposed to be or hope people hoped were in the game at the beginning. So let's go over them. <laughs> uh, so we got new details and a trailer for No Man's Sky next. So we got full multiplayer, character customization, third person viewpoints, unlimited base building, updated visuals, and even more additional features than that. So I'm gonna go over what you can kind of see from all these kind of categories in the update. So the big one is multiplayer. The, the biggest thing that I found with No Man's Sky is that there was no multiplayer in it, which made it kind of suck when it came down to play, playing it because you're in this open universe where it's huge. You can go to so many different planets, but it's not really fun when you do it by yourself. So the multiplayer aspect of it is obviously got a lot of people excited. So um, I'm reading this from an IGN article by Joe Screbbles, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. So multiplayer, players will be able to join their friends or meet strangers and can play the full game together as a party. The trailer seems to indicate four player parties, but that's unconfirmed. So that would be great going into a world with your friends, you know, going from planet to planet, building bases, fighting, you know, aliens and animals. That's, that's wicked. I'm that alone. Now that they finally have that feature might put me into, to getting, trying out this game again. Character customization. Your traveler is now more than a floating camera. All Hello Games has confirmed is that you can personalize your appearance, but the trailer seems to suggest playing as different races with customizable spacesuits. Everybody loves customization. Megan will say that my favorite part of games is changing how my character looks, and it's kind of true. I do spend a lot of time on picking out clothing and haircuts and all that kind of stuff for my characters. I do really appreciate character customization. So I'm pumped for that, and I'm sure a lot of people are excited to be able to do that too. And you're thinking, well, what's the point of a character customization for a first-person game? Well, as mentioned, they got a third-person viewpoint. So the entire game, both on foot and in ship, can now be played from a third-person perspective, letting you see your customized character. So this is literally changing the perspective of the game. So you're gonna be able to see environments in a new way by you know, having that third person perspective, the fact that you can kind of change back and forth is really great. Think of Grand Theft Auto V when it was released on, you know, Xbox One and PS4. And when they added that first person mode, it was like a whole new game. Everything was the same, but you're just seeing it through the eyes of your character. Well, now we're going to be able to see much more than um, just that limited view range of first person. So that's really cool. Um, updated visuals. Hello promises dramatically improved planetary terrain generations, ground textures, water, and clouds with more details added to ships, buildings, and NPCs. So this is obviously, as I mentioned, the plants were really kind of boring and they all look the same, right? I, I went to one planet and then I go to another planet and it was almost like a mirror image of it. 
right? Like things were a little different, but it was pretty identical. And so I'm glad that they are, you know, improving those textures and terrain generation and adding things like water and clouds and different atmospheres. Like that's what they promised in the initial, you know, trailers and announcements of the game. So great. I'm glad we're finally seeing stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, they're also adding unlimited base building. You're no longer bound to a single planet in base building. Bases can now be built anywhere on any planet and you can own multiple bases. And multiplayer bases are shared among the party. Extended base building. Base size limits have been increased and hundreds of new parts have been added to help you create what you want. Freighter base building has also been extended. Freighter fleets. You can now command a fleet of giant ships. Details on this are a little hazy with Hello Games saying only that you can send your fleet out to fleet out to into the universe or deploy them to help you as you explore a specific system. And lastly, multiplayer missions. Obviously, if you got multiplayer, adding missions is an obviously an you know a kind of a requirement. So friends can be invited onto your freighter and using the Galactic Commission Station lets you kick off challenging missions built for multiple players. So that's really cool. So I wanted to talk about this because it's kind of interesting. I obviously went over all the controversy before. The big controversy with with what happened with this game is they went quiet right after it released. So obviously people, fans and players were really irritated with Hello Games and, you know, wanted answers on what the heck, what's with this game? Why is it buggy? Why is it missing all this stuff that you show was going to be in this game? And, you know, it took a couple months, but they finally, you know, talked a little bit about it. I think they are finally now at a stage, you know, what, two years later where, they've admitted their mistakes and they have clearly shown that they have continued to work hard on this game and create it into something that they want it to be. And I think there was a major lesson learned from a lot of game developers on the risk you run when you make too many promises before your game's finished. You know, if you know that you are capable of doing something and, you know, maybe just don't say it. Even if you know it could happen, you don't know the restrictions that are coming your way. Obviously, I'm not a game developer. I know absolutely zero. I know nothing about it. But just from an outside perspective, it makes more sense that you should, you know, that's why you see in interviews at, you know, E3 when people like at IGN or GameSpot are interviewing game developers and asking, hey, are we going to see this kind of stuff in the game? And people say, yeah, we're not mentioning anything about that at this time. And the the reason why they're saying that is because, oh, they're very well could be working on that stuff. But if they say they are and yeah, we're working on that, it's supposed to be like this and like that. And it comes, the game comes out and it's maybe not as, it doesn't live up to how that, how the developer described it would, you're going to get major backlash. And that's what Hello Games experienced. So it's just, it's a big, it's interesting. It's probably the number one game that um, did not deliver on expectations of the player. And, you know, people are, are going to see, are going to totally disregard this whole update if they've already wrote off No Man's Sky. If they wrote it off back in 2016, you know, a couple months after it came out and said, you know, this game has nothing going for it. The developers weren't talking at the time. I'm done. I'm done with No Man's Sky. And, you know, they're probably not going to 
take the chance on this, which really sucks because, like I said, they clearly have learned from their mistakes. They put their nose to the desk. Is that an expression? Last week, I had trouble with nailing the, what is it, hammering? Christ, it's happening again. Hitting the nail on the head. That was the expression I had a hard time with last week. And what am I, this week, keeping their nose to the grindstone. Is that an expression? Basically, Hello Games kept at it. They got an earful of, you know, you know this game sucks. They, you, they just received such backlash, but they stayed focused. They could have gave up and been like, well, I'm sorry, that's the best we could do. We're moving on to a new project. But they didn't, right? They were like, we hear you guys. We want to make this game. They're obviously very passionate about it. So I'm glad to see that that happened. Um, so yeah, I want to hear from you guys. Are you going to be jumping in on, in No Man's Sky? Uh, if you have an Xbox One, are you going to pick this game up? I, for one, am definitely going to try it out. It sounds really fun, but I need someone to play it with. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you have a PlayStation 4, add me cats on tacos. All one word, I believe. And then on Xbox, my gamer tag is cats space on space tacos. Space between all three words. Add me up on that. And I hope to get the game uh, right away here when it comes out on Xbox One. Or I might rent it again. We'll see. And I hope I want to play it with you guys. If you have a PS4 and you want to play it, I can rent the game as well. Hit me up. And we can, you know, squad up on No Man's Sky and explore the universe together. I think that would be really awesome. It'd be cool if we could get, you know, kind of like a crew together to play this game. Um, a Games Are Fun crew. So if you're listening to this and that's interesting to you, give me a shout out. Love to, love to do that. So that's No Man's Sky. Last on the list is that article on that I found, let me just pull it up here. So I found this article on, jeez, uh, now it's not loading. It saw that I wanted to bring it up and now it's not gonna load. Okay, let's go here. On cogconnected.com. So hi, the article is Remedy, development of Alan Wake and Quantum Break sequels are up to Microsoft. So the article says that the publishing rights for both games are owned by Microsoft. If you're waiting on a sequel to Alan Wake or Quantum Break, then a developer of both games, Remedy Entertainment, says that the sequels will have to be approved by Microsoft. Speaking with GamesIndustry.biz, Remedy CEO Taro Vertala said that since Alan Wake was made in in collaboration with Microsoft and Quantum Break is an IP that's owned by Microsoft, then the sequels to both those games would need their say-so. And then he's quoted as saying, they decided not to take it further, said Vertala of Microsoft's past decision on a Quantum Break sequel. In regards to Alan Wake, to an Alan Wake sequel, Vertala's comments somewhat contradict what was said by a Remedy director back in June. That director said, so we own the Alan Wake IP, yes. I just want to say right away that it's very dear to us and close to our hearts, said Mikhail Kusurinen, a Remedy developer for their upcoming game, Control. We all love Alan Wake at Remedy, and I think all of us want to see a new Alan Wake game. It is unclear how much of the Alan Wake IP is owned by Microsoft or Remedy Entertainment, so COG 
connected, has contact to Remedy, blah, 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 blah. So this was kind of a cool article for a couple of reasons. So one, I really liked Alan Wake. Um, it was on the Xbox 360 generation. If you own it, it's backwards compatible. Or, you know, you probably pick it up for pretty cheap. Um, I believe it's probably 10 bucks on the marketplace. You can buy it on the Xbox marketplace, play it on your Xbox One. It's a kind of a psychological thriller game that is kind of, it's almost like, or give me, it's kind of cool because you play this character, Alan Wake, and you're an author, very similar to Stephen King. That's what it reminds me of, is he, he's a, he writes books similar to those psychological thriller books that uh, Stephen King is known for. And so it's kind of a horror game. There's some horror elements in it, but it's really cool. I just want you to go look it up. I don't want to explain it because it's worth seeing rather than hearing about. So Alan Wake was a cool game, but, you know, we want to, fans of Alan Wake want a sequel. So this is kind of interesting that, you know, it is up to Microsoft to basically create an Alan Wake. So with them saying that Alan Wake was made in a collaboration with Microsoft, um, you know, Remedy could create a sequel for it, but Microsoft would have to be on board. And then Quantum Break, I never got into. I didn't really like the TV element. Basically, it was like a, a game where you could pause time um, and... It, it was a cool concept and it had a great cast, but then they added this weird like TV show feature. So like after you, you completed a chapter, you'd watch like these little bits of like a TV show. So it was like the story or like the cutscenes would continue, but they were acted out by the actual actors. And that's just like really, I was not on board with that. If they didn't have that, I probably would have played the whole game, but I was just like, oh man, this is just, not for me so but you know if they that i'm glad to know that they do own that those rights but it's you know so if microsoft wants to make a comeback with with you know making sequels to ips that they own they can do that with alan wake and with quantum break and it's i it's kind of interesting though because remedy their new game control looks kind of very similar to Quantum Break, if you watched the trailer for it, and it was premiered on PlayStation stage. So I'm kind of skeptical that they would build a relationship to work together again, but it would be sweet to see Microsoft pick up Remedy and start, you know, full out buy them and start creating games with them. I think they're a great studio that can really produce some awesome games. So I just thought this article was interesting. It kind of made me a little hopeful that maybe one day we'll see a sequel to, you know, Alan Wake, but until then, who knows what will happen. It's always a, just a big mystery. Anyways, that's the show for this week. I know that it came to you guys a lot later than normal. I like to get it on up on Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's the, kind of the time I'm aiming for. But life got in the way, and the episode's a little later than expected. So hope to be back on track next week. I got some cool... I'll give you a teaser. Since you stayed with me through this 27 minutes i will give you a teaser that the next couple episodes i'm sure i'll do one on news stories but there is an episode coming out in the future where i talk about the worst games i've ever played that's an episode coming up 
And another episode is the top 10 most badass video game characters ever, in my opinion. Uh, so those are two episodes that I'm going to do in the future. So expect those on uh, there coming to you soon, hopefully. And one more thing, this is how I want to end each show. Now that I'm on like episode eight and we're kind of, I've kind of I've established my flow for these episodes, I think for the most part, I wanted to add a weekly segment. So something that I do every single episode and how I end the show. So I thought it'd be fun to pose you guys with a question and you guys give your responses and I read your responses at on the next episode at the end of the show. So it's really important that you guys send in your, your responses. Otherwise, you know, next week, if I'm not mentioning this little segment, it's because none of you sent in your answers and have greatly hurt my feelings. And so I decided to scrap this cool idea that I thought. So, you know, don't break my heart. Send in your answers to this question. So here's this week's question. What is your I can't well what is your worst game you have ever played I'm going to talk about the worst games I've ever played in a future episode but I want to know from you guys what is the worst game you have ever played and you've had to play it don't just cop out and pick Atari ET the worst game in history or Superman 64 if you play those games and those are your worst games send them in but I want to know the worst games you've played and tell me why you think they're bad so send those in games are fun podcast at gmail.com facebook instagram you know if you're friends with me which most of you are send me a facebook message on my personal account too i'll take that so send those in and yeah that's it that's all i got for this week's episode of gaff and we'll come at you again next week with another episode so peace out